This is Grace Grit and Getting It Done, the podcast for women who want to focus on their personal development and their professional priorities, increase their earnings, expand their influence, and advance up the leadership ladder all the way into the C-suite. Hi, I'm your host, Lisa Gillette. My podcast, Grace Grit and Getting It Done, offers a practical guide for women working in the corporate arena. Weekly episodes feature conversations with recognized experts, authors, and influencers. I'm covering topics from navigating corporate culture and coping with gender bias to prioritizing self-care and managing work-life balance. For more information, or if you'd like to contact me, send an email to lisa at bigsky.coach. What is empowered vulnerability? And why is it something that every woman can explore and benefit from? I am honored to be speaking with my guest, Grace Harris. Grace is an international speaker, best-selling author, and Australia's leading expert in leadership through empowered vulnerability. Grace is also the creator of Become the Woman of Your Dreams Academy. Grace mentors women to speak, lead, and rise to a life, career, and business that they love. Grace, welcome. Hello, Lisa. This is an amazing, amazing time to be with you. Thank you for having me. Oh, my my pleasure. I've just I wanted to talk to you for for quite a while and to talk to you about your experience and your expertise. So let's start really big picture. Please talk about empowered vulnerability. Yes, I would love to. Empowered vulnerability is something that I have stumbled upon in my journey. I didn't know that it was something that I've been embodying and utilizing for a long, long time. And um, that journey had seen me come from a state of disempowerment, a, a disempowered self to a really divine state of empowered vulnerability. And now simply put, empowered vulnerability is the state of being able to speak your truth from your heart. And the importance of this at the personal level, at a relationship level, at a professional level, at a business level, is so impactful that it does not only affect yourself or oneself, but it affects generations and generations and generations to come. So um, the easiest way for me to really illustrate empowered vulnerability is just to ask the listeners out there, think about a time in your life when you were sharing a part of your story to someone at a casual, during a casual conversation, and you were just sharing that story. And by sharing that story, the person listening to you felt some sort of enlightenment, felt some sort of transformation, felt some sort of inner wisdom rise within them without you giving them any direct advice. And so the key element there is you're not giving direct advice. You're sharing your truth. You're speaking from your heart through your story. And this is what makes of empowered vulnerability. And it is not only through words that we can be empoweredly vulnerable, but it is also especially, especially through our actions and our behaviors. I love that because I have heard you speak and you are so inspirational and so motivational. And so how did you come to find your voice? 
How did that happen? Because your voice is so powerful. Thank you, Lisa. Um, you know, uh, the way that I found my voice was through the process of not having one, uh, through the experience of having been shut down and isolated. As a child, I was abandoned at a very, very early age. And so for me to express myself was really, really hard because I felt like I was always unsafe. I was in danger of being emotionally abused all the time. And so I was very internalized on my own. However, I had this, I don't know, I had this flame inside of me. And I listened to that flame in every way that I can. And when I was young, I couldn't really have a, a physical voice. And so I expressed myself through my writing. I wrote poems, I would um, talk to myself in private, I would communicate with nature, and I would just write in diaries. So I found my voice through that. And when I was in college, I found myself in, in, in a school paper um, environment, and I was given the chance to really lead that uh, project, and I became an editor-in-chief. But expressing my voice through my physical voice was the biggest journey ever because this is now it became it becomes somatic it becomes kinesthetic it becomes that you want to be heard not so much that you can express yourself but so much that I could make a difference and I remember the first time that I was trying to speak um, with my physical voice I would uh, I, I would literally be in tears because of fear of being heard, fear of being rejected and ostracized. Um, and once I got over that, because the main, this is what I want to say about this, is that the, a lot of my clients nowadays as a transformational coach, when they come to me initially, what they want from me is to give them the confidence that I have. And what I always say to them is, I cannot give you confidence. Confidence is not something you buy from me or that you buy from someone or that you acquire for yourself. Confidence is something that you develop within you through the process of being willing to fail forward, being willing to go through the experience, being willing to go through the pain. And so... Um, for me, once I've gained the confidence just through the uh, willingness to experience the fear, to go through the fear, then I was able to develop what is it really that I'm trying to say here? What is it really that I'm trying to express here? And then later on, I found the importance of sharing my truth, sharing my story, not so much so that I can express myself per se, but so that I could break the cycle of abandonment. So I could create an impact and a legacy for generations to come. And that's when it sunk into me. What I'm really trying to share here is for people and for women especially to embody empowered vulnerability so we can make a different world. What I love so much about your work, and I know you don't use these words about yourself really, but you are able to reach so many people and that flame you talked about that's inside you, inspire them to find their own flame. Because ultimately, if you're gonna be in a leadership role, and I think we both agree with this, you have to first lead and motivate yourself. And many of 
the most inspiring leaders are the ones who have walked through great hardship and they've had to face the fear. And you talk about that yourself mm -hmm. in your story and then share that story with others and motivate and inspire others. So I, I know that you are an incredibly successful speaker. You've been on many TED stages. You also inspire women to be able to speak, to find their voice, to speak their truth. What is one thing you would wanna to say to women who might be thinking as they're listening to this episode, well, that's great, but I, I, I just don't know what to say or I'm feeling so uncomfortable with it. How would you motivate and inspire them to give themselves permission to share their stories? Wow, I think uh, that's such a beautiful question. And the answer was in your question, Lisa. And, um, you know, I was in your shoes. If you're that woman right now feeling that way, here's the thing I want to show you. And I'm showing you something that's already inside of you. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. You're listening to Lisa and I right now. You're, you're magnetized to grace, grit, and getting it done. You're magnetized to conversations such as this. The first thing I want you to acknowledge is that flame. That flame that I was talking about, that flame that Lisa mentioned just then, that's the same flame that Mother Teresa had. That's the same flame that Nelson Mandela had. That's the same flame that Jesus Christ had. That's the same flame that Joan of Arc had. You know, that, that, that flame that no matter what, I'm going to go through whatever it takes so I can speak my truth. And you're going to go through whatever it takes, even that fear that you're acknowledging right now saying, I don't know what to say. I don't have a voice. I don't know how to do this. I don't know where to get started, but I'm going to lose my family if I do this. Um, I'm going to lose my, my, my lifestyle or my means of living if I do this. All of that is so valid because we have created our life and our world to be like that for the last 300 years. And for you to be thinking that way, that is where you are meant to be. Because before you can get in touch with your true flame, you have to peel off all of those ego layers. So it's an ego surrender. And these are all part of our egos, right? So, you know, the fear of having to let go of the way that we're living, the fear of losing friends that we thought are real friends, the fear of even losing some of the most, most important treasures that we think we have, but are they really ours if they don't stand for our truth, if they're not aligned for our truth? You see, when you're listening to this and there's that tug of war, there's that push and pull, there is that resistance from your truth. There's a truth that's really dying to come out, but there is a resistance, which is the life that we've lived, which is a life of ego buildup. And which, you know, um, I serve women now who are very, very successful in their own right, but they have come to the re realization after so many years um, that they have a truth that has been neglected. And now that truth, it's time for that truth to come out. And so they're now prepared to use the skills and the knowledge that they have accumulated through being successful in their field of expertise and use that truth to complement everything that they have right now. And so it's, it's, it's a journey. 
what I can say to you is it's a journey and welcome to the journey. Oh, I love that. You hit on something that's so interesting. And there's that sort of judgment, that self-judgment, right? Which is the self-consciousness. What will people think? What will my friends think? What will my family think? But then there's the self-awareness, which is significantly different. And you talked about the letting go of the ego. How can women, because there are many expectations about we have of ourselves and that society has of us. What's the first step in tuning into the flame and letting go of those ego expectations we have? Mm. Lisa, there's so many um, different ways um, that we can do that. It depends on who you're talking to, but you're talking to me today. <laughs> so I'm going to give you something that I, I'm, I'm one for unapologetic ways. And really, um, I can either hold your hand through this gently, or I can give you something for you to think about. And it's really be prepared for a form of death. That really is it. Something in, in your life is going to leave, is going to die, is going to change. And death, that kind of death, is a beautiful thing. You're going to grieve for something. That's either friends that you're going to grieve for, a job, a profession, a business, um, a, a romantic uh, partner, relationship. Something is going to give for you to give way for your truth. And don't be afraid. I mean, you're allowed to feel um, trepidation. You're allowed to feel a layer of fear. You are a human being. But I'm here to say to you that it's either you get yourself prepared for this fact or you keep going the way that you are, which is fine. But eventually the universe will send you a message. And these messages... They can come in three forms, you know, the feather, the brick, or the truck. And for me, I've got, I had the truck. The feather is just all these misgivings and these um, feelings that we have in our intuition, in our gut, that something's not right. We have to do something about it. And if we don't listen, we may get hit with a brick in our face, which is, you know, a little bit of illness or injury here and there, a little bit of falling out with some people. And if we still refuse to listen to that, we get hit by the truck. I got hit by the truck twice, which is two near-death experiences. Now, I'm here to say to you, we don't have to get to the truck level. Um, we can just go fluidly through life by knowing that changes are a part of life. Nothing is permanent. And so to be able to accept that this may have to go, and then this will have to be given way to. I have to open a portal, and to open a portal, I have to leave something. And so it's very, it's a very esoteric way of, of, of putting it, but if you're thinking about a job that you have and you're not happy about it, but if I leave this job, what's going to happen? Well, do you want to open that portal or you want to keep getting stuck here? So, you know, are you prepared? for the change, for the death. You know that your marriage is really at a crux of you've got to do something about it. Well, are you going to face the fact that you need counseling or even go through divorce? Or are you going to keep playing the game of this is okay as long as we're paying the bills? These are things that we need to be thinking about. Right. What's so interesting is to call it directly out as it is a type of death. 
when we let go of these parts of our life experience, whether it's a friend, a job, a relationship with a significant other, that we need to let go of in order to accommodate that rebirth where we can actually stand in our fullest potential as human beings in this lifetime. This is quite an esoteric conversation, Grace, but you are the person who can be having this conversation with, with the listeners. I want to take just a little bit of a left turn and ask you, um, who were your influencers or your role models or your mentors? Did you have them? Or was this something that just downloaded to you from a higher creative intelligence? Wow, amazing. So I have um, the book that changed my life is called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. So I guess if there is one person, it would be that person. But to answer your question about did I have it, I believe I do. And I believe everyone has. It's just we all just have different ways of listening to it. But for me, it's always been I don't know if anyone can relate to this right now, but as a young person, I've always had constant experiences where I'd have a conversation with someone and we'll be talking about some kind of an event or some kind of a fact. And they would have reactions like, oh my God, like just really extreme reactions. And I'd be looking at them going, "Uh uh-huh, yep. Mm." Like, and I'll be thinking to myself, what is wrong with me? <laughs> and then one day I had uh, I had a shamanic, uh, my very first shamanic experience um, through crystals. And uh, it was revealed to me um, how much ancient wisdom I had. And my, my, my shaman said, have you ever had an experience where everything was so obvious to you? And I'm like, all the time. <laughs> I was just, and it's only making sense right now. I thought there was something wrong with me. But there were so many times when people would be so shocked. And for me, it was like so obvious, like, uh-huh, yes. So if, you, if you're someone like that, it's just ancient wisdom. So don't be scared why you are a little bit non-reactive. You're non-reactive because for you, it was right there. And so those things are signs that you are connected to the divine in you. But there is a portal that can open that. For me, The Power of Now, that book was just, it it just flipped me. It was like a coin that was upside down and then it flipped me over. And the next thing I could see my light that was hidden. Mm-hmm. Eckhart Tolle is uh, quite an incredible. And again, for anyone who's listening who wants that book, it's The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. His last name is T-O-L-L-E. Highly, highly recommended. I am so curious. Um, So let me just share. You are an empath, meaning you are super tuned in to what other people are thinking, feeling, experiencing. Many women are, and we tend to try and cover it or hide it because it can be incredibly uncomfortable if we're not really clear about what's going on. But you also have that shamanic understanding. Can you talk to uh, our listeners a little bit about that and how you bring that into your work? Because I I believe that in all women, there is a divine goddess. And we've so moved away from that in the current world 
economy, culture, society. So could you just speak to your shamanic experience and how you bring that into the work you do with your clients? Yeah, so um, I work with women, as I mentioned before. Um, so, so for those who are leaders and entrepreneurs here, you know, and if you're a budding leader or aspiring entrepreneur, um, you have this understanding that the people that follow you are the people that are going to going to resonate with who you are, not not because of your 10 or 12 or 20 years of experience, but because of who you are, who show who you show up as. And so the women that I work with, they are deeply, deeply attuned to their experience and they really want to share that experience. And so how I bring um, the principle of shamanism to my courses is that I would never work with anyone who refuses um, to, to go within. I mean, I've had, obviously, in my journey as an entrepreneur, I've had, I've had the mistake, I've made the mistake, as we all do, um, of attracting those who are not ready to work with me because they haven't, there's, the, the level of fear um, is, is, is still so high that they're not prepared to go as deep as I need them to. And so I've made that mistake early in my career as an entrepreneur. And now I know that when I take you through my courses, the principles of shamanism is simply that for me, that when, when you're working on yourself right now, you are healing here, but you are healing then and in the future. So you are healing as a whole. So when you forgive and release right now, you are forgiving and releasing across lifetimes. Yeah. So I'll take you to places. There will be some, some sessions, depending on which um, what we're doing. Um, I would take you to places where you would have initially um, received this wound. It may not have been in this lifetime. This is really esoteric right now, but I know that there are some women out there who's done a lot of work on themselves and still could not find out. I know for a fact for me, I've been through many, many psychologists and counselors in my early thirties when I was working through my marriage and the toxic relationships that I had. And for some reason, they would connect with me intellectually and I would come home and I would be so exhausted from intellectualizing everything. So for those who can resonate with this, intellectualizing can be so exhausting. It's because there's something spiritual that needs to be connected within your experience of healing and no amount of intellectualization um, or talk therapy in layman's term can really heal that because you may not remember it in this lifetime. There are some things where when you're under a shamanic healing, it comes to you. And what I do just for the record is that I do, so there are several ways of going through a shamanic experience. Most of them, um, the most popular ones are the ones when you go through a ceremony uh, with ayahuasca. What I do is crystal dreaming. It is the only so far touch-free and drug-free method that is known in the world. We just use, I just use um, a crystal mandala. So what, one thing uh, <clears throat> I was talking yesterday with someone who works with crystals a lot and she was not aware. And I, well, I'm sharing this right now because I know you are aware of this, but for our listeners, all of us have cell phones today and there is a bit of crystal 
inside of every cell phone in the microchip because crystals conduct electricity. And what are we as people? Well, we've got this heart that beats. We're like giant batteries. And so it's just, um, you know, ayahuasca is not for everyone. For those of us with high blood pressure like myself and high cholesterol like myself, I am, you know, the wildest thing I'm going to do is have a glass of Chardonnay. So ayahuasca is not really an option for me, but crystal healing. Yeah. Sign me up. So I want to share with listeners just briefly, because I know there are people out there going, how do I contact Grace? Grace has a Facebook group. The easiest way to reach her is to go to Facebook forward slash groups, forward slash Grace Harris. And there is so much content there, which Grace is gonna be sharing with us in just a minute. But I do wanna go back to something you said that was just so brilliant that not everybody's prepared to do this deep level of work. And so for our listeners, could you just give some guidelines about what needs to move or change or reveal itself to an individual to take that next step? Is it that little voice in our head? Is it like a download, like an epiphany where we get that clear insight? What would be something if you were working with a client that they would share with you and you'd say, yes, let's take the next step now. Yeah, so it, it's different for everyone. I've had clients when they've had some sort of crisis um, in, their, in, in their job and, uh, and they came to me because their expertise is, uh, for example, I've, I, have, I, had a, I was coaching a lawyer um, this year and her expertise, um, everything that she's learned, um, whatever she did, um, she could not fix the crisis because it needed some deeper level of leadership. And so it could, it could start from a crisis, but it could also start from an inspiration. When you feel so inspired that you want to become the best version of you, usually that's a more easy and more juicy kind of way of easing yourself into the experience of becoming your highest self. And you can do this at home. You don't have to be looking around for who do I do this with? You can, you can start um, just at home by the, the easiest and the most beautiful way that I can recommend is just use a journal. And um, here's, the, here's the thing, for those who loves mathematics, right? Um, if, if you're someone who likes numbers, um, so the most the, the most formative years that we can have is we all know zero to seven years. And if you calculate that by 365 days um, a year, so 365 times seven, and that's 2,555. And so imagine if you were loved every day of your life from zero to seven. So 2,555 hugs or I love yous, or you're beautiful, you're the most amazing child in the world, then you would be set up for life to be a beautiful, beautiful soul. But 99% of us did not get that, which is almost everyone. We all have some form of trauma, some form of, um, of, of, of suffering, of struggle. So yeah. let's just say all of us need to recover um, some, some 2,500 loves. We need to win our love back. How do we do that? 
in a fast track way. And really for me, I've discovered that journaling is the way. And what you do is you win your love back by counting your wins three times a day. And I've, you know, I've, and it worked for me. I've been journaling since I was 15. I stopped for a long time. I went back to journaling in 2017. That's about five years now. And if you want to recover 2,555 loves to yourself, it's only about two and a half years of counting your wins three times a day. You don't even need to call it gratitude practice if it makes you cringe, because we're not all esoteric here. Not everyone res resonates with the word gratitude, especially for leaders who are very intellectual. Call it your wins. If you count your wins every day, three times a day, in two and a half years, you will recalibrate the way that you feel about yourself, the way that you feel about who you are. But make sure you count every window. For me, I did. Like I would go to the supermarket and the checkout chick would smile at me and look at me like as if I'm a human being. I would count that as a big win. I was seen today. Someone told me that, um, it's a good morning today. Like I would count every win I could and it will take probably less than two years, maybe even 21 days if you really, really um, sink into it. That's that, that would be the easiest, most beautiful way if you don't want to work with someone just yet. It's just, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. But Lisa, I just wanted to reinforce what you said before we move on about um, crystals in the in in the phone. Yes, please. There are crystals in our brain. There's a piece of calcite in our in <laughs> our. Uh, I forgot what it's called. Um, the 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 eye of Horus shape, the pituitary gland. I think it is. Oh, so the, yes, right in the right in the center of our brain, the pituitary. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So piece of calcite in there and what happens is how meditation can really change the way that your future is going to be so if you choose if you use both of the um what your body can do which is the electric charge coming from your thoughts and the magnetic charge coming going into your heart so this is now the science of law and law of attraction so if you I've learned this from Dr. Joe Dispenza. Apparently, if you you if you meditate, when you breathe in, there's something that contracts at the bottom of your um, at the bottom of your bum that really um, triggers the uh, the piezoelectricity of the calcite in your brain, and then it charges out electricity to magnetize how you feel. And if you do that along with your what I just said, then counting your wins, you're setting yourself up to really win in life because this is an addictive journey. I, I, I'm here to warn you. Once you get into a feel of who you can be, your true potential, you're going to be addicted to it and you're just going to keep on wanting to heal and wanting to transform and wanting to be better every day and every year. And the next thing you know, you're creating that impact and legacy as a leader, as a woman, as a mother, as a parent, as a lover that you are meant to be. Yeah, I love the really practical exercise of writing down wins or gratitude. And I think it is something as simple as making that connection with a human, another human being where they feel seen, heard, and understood. And I, I love that very practical way of rewiring our nervous system where, you know, we have these negative thoughts and you're like, no, just write down the very positive thought, and three times, it is the practice of self-compassion, isn't it, Grace? It's making that very intentional, very intentional. 
Um, so this is a little bit of another left turn, but because, and just sit with me here for a minute, you are so evolved in this lifetime. You are so evolved. And this is why you've taken the path of the Bodhisattva to help others along that path. What would you say to your younger self with all this knowledge you have now? What would you have liked to have said to that young girl? <laughs> hmm, that question is going to make me cry. Um, you said it just then, self-compassion. Yeah. Be kind to yourself. So hard for us to do sometimes as women. We're so judgmental of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Just love. Love. Win back your love. Love yourself. Be compassionate to yourself. Yeah. Um, there is a saying, and I'm not sure who said it, but you really can't. The, the saying literally is you cannot feel compassion for others unless you first experience compassion for yourself. And you can't really truly love others unconditionally unless you practice unconditional love for yourself, which is not to say that, you know, it's not have, being part of that ego of, oh, everything's great. I'm so fantastic. No, it's the self-awareness of understanding what we want to improve on because we don't, each individual does not have all gifts in any particular lifetime, right? Some of yeah. us are much better with words, some of us are better with numbers, etc. Yeah. But to to be self aware and to feel that unconditional love and support for ourselves is so essential, essential, essential. So let let me ask you this, Grace, because I I have so many questions. <laughs> By when women work with you, and they do start to practice that self compassion and that self awareness and develop greater empathy. And, you know, this is all kind of under the umbrella of the emotionally intelligent leader. What does, what impact does that have on the world? Well, I wish that I can really tell you the whole impact. We wouldn't know because it's coming for generations to come, but I guess that's the crux of it is that it ripple it has a ripple effect to the children the grandchildren and and the whole we're reshaping the way that the world is so as an example um I don't know 100 200 years ago we discovered the production line right right right, right. <laughs> and so now this is how we live because of how we discovered the production line productivity um everything is linear um, you know, from point A to point Z, we're, we're rewiring that now because when women discover the fact that it is not about the masculine way, it's not only about the masculine way of um, accomplishing something from, from point A to point Z, but there's always a flow, an essence. It's not linear. That when we embrace that these ups and downs are all part of the journey and it is the, the beautiful experience itself that allows us to be the fullness of who we are when we start to live that way and there's only like I don't know not even one percent of us that's starting to live that way now if you imagine a planet that lives that way for hundreds of years to come I can okay so then the 
now I'm starting to visualize the, the question that you had for me, Lisa, is that it would be such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful planet. It's full of light. It's just so different because um, suffering would, I don't know what, what's going to happen with suffering because right now our gift is suffering. Uh, our gift is the struggle because without that struggle, without that suffering, we, we're, not, we're never going to learn um, the true value of unconditional self-love and self-compassion. Unfortunately, we've had to go through the suffering so we can get in touch with that first. So we're going to evolve into something completely different. And what that feels like, I can only imagine, but in an in form, oh my goodness, I don't know. We might develop wings. We might have more colorful trees. Um, yeah, gravity might change. We just don't know. Right. It's a, and, and that's the beauty of it all, is to live in a space of, I am living in this moment and I know very little. Yeah, and, and being fully present. And, and having that sense of, what's the word, comfort in our discomfort of the unknowing, and yet being in that state of flow. And, and it is, really, it's the divine. And I know that's not a comfortable word for many people, but higher creative intelligence, whatever we want to call it, but that connects with our higher self. Oh, Grace, you are you are so brilliant and so charismatic. So um, please tell the listeners a little bit about your Facebook group, because I know there's so many wonderful things um, that you offer on your Facebook group. Just tell tell her, tell the listeners a little bit more about your Facebook group. Yeah, so it's just a very small private Facebook group, and I like to hang out in there. Um, every Sunday, I call I call these sessions supercharged Sundays, and here I really share with you how it how it is to be to embody empowered vulnerability because it's easy to talk about empowered vulnerability. It's a completely different thing to actually live in a state of empowered vulnerability. It's it's a way of life, and you it's it's to actually to just think of it is not gonna do anything, but to live, to hold the space of empowered vulnerability is a way of life. It is empowered vulnerability when you're having a confrontation with a family member and you hold your, your space and you accept the things that you don't know how to respond to, or if you respond in a way that you wish you didn't and you accept your space and you hold it and you know in your truth, that your intentions are clear and beautiful and loving. And then you move on to the next moment and move on with great intentions. So empowered vulnerability is, is such a broad, broad, broad way of life that in Supercharged Sundays, I like to share stories with you of my own and stories of people um, who've lived this path as well. And I like to share with you my lessons as a as an entrepreneur, as a leader, as a woman, as a mother, <laughs> and um, just as a human being in general. So if you want a really intimate way of listening to me, of hearing about stories and how they are connected to empowered vulnerability, and especially if you are at a space of, I don't really want to... 
um, put myself out there yet. I just want to have a space of um, being mentored quietly. Mm -hmm. Join my Facebook group because there's nothing there for sale, really, just for you to grow and learn. So it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Grace Harris. I love that. And for those listeners on the North American continent, that would be our Saturday. Grace is coming to us from Brisbane, Australia. Did I get that right? It's Brisbane, right? Yes, it is. Yes. Yes. And so um, we are in North America the day before. So on Saturday, but go to www.facebook forward slash groups forward slash Grace Harris. And just remember, it's Saturday for us in North America when she goes live. Grace, I I need to share this with you. And this is, I think you know this anyway, but I was so inspired the first time we met. We were both speaking at a conference and you were so vulnerable and so powerful and so truthful and so inspiring in telling your story, in being on that stage and speaking to the audience. And I want to share with all the listeners, if you have an opportunity to hear Grace live, do it, whether it's on a Zoom call or whether it's in real life, but just to be around Grace and her teachings, she is a very powerful mentor. And she is also an agent of change and a light worker and someone who is an inspiration and a role model for all women and actually all people. So I just highly recommend you you reach out to Grace. Grace, is there anything else that you want to add in this podcast? Anything you'd like to share? Because I could, we could be three hours here, and I I know you're on a schedule. Um, but what what else would you like to share? Perhaps that I didn't ask you. Lisa, this has been so amazing for me to be able to spend time with you again. I always love spending time with you. And yes, when we met in Paris, that was a beautiful, beautiful day. So I wish, you know, one day we'll share the stage again. But the one thing that I want to, I guess, um, just mention is that the name of your podcast, Grace, Grit and Getting It Done, it really is the... For a long time, we have been conditioned to get things done. And to get things done, we have to have that grit and resilience. Right. But the one thing that we always forget is that none none of that is possible without the grace that is inside of us. Right. We get it done. We are resilient, it's a fact. It's now time for us to access the grace that we were born with, the divine light. And for those who are you know, not as esoteric as Lisa and I, it's the truth inside of you. It's that gut feeling inside of you. Like when you walk into a boardroom or when you walk into a room or when you walk into anywhere, and you have that truth that sits in your gut. That's the divine light. That's who you are. That's grace. Yeah. Are you giving it the light that it needs, you know, the, the, the spotlight that it needs so that you can really access the full potential that sits inside of you, not just for your sake, like you're already an accomplished woman. This is not really about you anymore. 
but it's about the world and your legacy and the generations to come. Oh, it has been my absolute pleasure having you on this podcast. And so for all listeners who would like to reach out, the quickest way to uh, create a connection with Grace is to go to www.facebook forward slash groups forward slash Grace Harris and join her Facebook group. There are just so many wonderful things going on, so much you can learn. And whatever stage you're in right now looking for a mentor or maybe just looking for a mastermind group, check out Grace's Facebook page. Grace, my absolute pleasure. And I thank you so much. And I hope to see you in 2023 IRL, in real life, my friend, not on a Zoom. Me too. Thank you so much. It's been beautiful. Thank you. Oh, my absolute pleasure. Thanks for listening to Grace, Grit, and Getting It Done. I'm your host, Lisa Gillette. If you'd like more information or to contact me directly, send me an email, lisa at bigsky, B-I-G-S-K-Y dot coach. Lisa at bigsky dot coach. Thanks for listening.